Raining. Raul's excited about taxes. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> We've created a monster. We're here to talk about bread, lettuce, cheese, dead presidents, green. It's just money, man. It's just money. I also did find something about the history and that, you know, it goes back. I guess societal structures existed, except taxes were in the form of like animals or goats or cows or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ancient Mesopotamia, ancient mm-hmm. Egypt. Which I was taxes. didn't realize or understand could exist also like well we know who definitely likes to do his prehistory research anyone has ever heard the story of joseph at the end of genesis he actually institutes a tax in order to prepare egypt for the famine right there's seven years of plenty Mm. and then there's seven years of famine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what his answer is one-fifth of all the crops in egypt should be collected and stored in these storage things it's a tax. Yeah, like which that's, is the answer tax you're tax. talking about. Touche. Mm-hmm. And then the crazy thing in the text is like, so they store it up, they take the tax, and then year like two comes and three, and the Egyptians are starving. And so they like, give us food because there's no food because there's no rain. And they're like, okay, sell me all your cattle. And I'll give you food. And it gives you food for the year. And they buy all their cattle. So the Pharaoh owns all the cattle. Then the next year they come, we don't have anything else to sell to you. We'll sell you ourselves. So they... All of Egypt becomes Pharaoh's slave by, in order for them, Pharaoh to then give them the grain, which he took from them by taxes. It's kind of nuts. This and, is such a different version than the one I got as like a five-year-old in like <laughs> kitty church or wherever yeah, they right. send you. Like, yeah. No. It's in the text. It's right there. It's like, wow. Okay. I knew the story. I didn't know it like that. <laughs> Deep so, thought. So do you think us dying is our tax? For life, <laughs> there isn't a state tax. You don't escape taxes, taxes even, even in death. death. <laughs> no death and taxes. That's scary. Whoever and then, that. of course, we go forward many years, and that's how the United States got started. Was over taxes, right? The you right know? to tax. The right to tax. Yeah, because you know, no taxation without representation, which is you know a really catchy slogan. Who made that up? Good marketers. Yeah, they didn't want to be taxed by because they didn't want to be slaves. This, they use that term a lot, actually. Slaves to the king. We of own slaves. We can't be slaves. That's like slaves <laughs> being slaves. That is literally their claim at that point. Then, since they right? Had you got to remember too that very small percentage of people living in the colonies actually owned slaves. Even in the South during the Civil War, there's a very small percentage. Like it was really the upper crust, the the kind of Southern aristocracy that actually owned slaves. But hmm. most of the poor people were too poor to own slaves. Even you know poor white people. They felt themselves to be British citizens and yeah. British citizens have rights and we were represented in parliament. They had fought a civil war less than a hundred years before that in England to get those rights. And then and they, they felt were they were being, being taken. taken away. Yeah. So the right to get taxed by people. We can vote out of office, kick them to the curb. So we have our income tax system. It's a progressive tax system. As you make more, you're going to go into a higher tax bracket. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm in the 22% tax bracket. So they think all of their money is taxed at 22%, $10. Well, the first $2 might be taxed at, say, 10%. Well, my next $2, so dollar three and four, might be taxed at 20%. And my next $2, taxed at 30%. So they're all at different tax rates. That's $2, $2, $2. And so then you have your effective tax rate, which is the average of those. And then your marginal, which is what's your next dollar going to be taxed at. And why, why did the marginal, like, why is that an important thing to know? Because 
Probably the most important thing about marginal is usually when you're, especially if you're trying to put money in retirement things to save taxes, like, so let's just say I want to put $10,000 in a, a retirement account. You can in like 401ks. Well, w- the way I know how much I'm going to save in taxes is what is my marginal tax rate? So if the next $10,000 get taxed at the 20% tax rate, then I'm going to save $4,000. Sorry, $2,000. <laughs> because I'm going to get taxed 20%. Mm. So, hey, if I put this 10000 into a retirement account, I would have only gotten eight. This only cost me $8,000 because I saved the 20% in taxes. And so oftentimes when you decide how much you're going to save, you're having to factor in, well, if I put this in savings, how much does it really cost you? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we haven't even touched state I see. State I see why because because of your saving mindset, this is a really important number because you're trying to decide where, because the actual value of you saving that money is not just the $8,000. It's the 20% you didn't end up yeah, it's giving to the government. How much am I costing in my head? If the government was really good at marketing and wanting their citizens to be happy, they would just make the dollar have like a mark of like 80 cents on it or whatever it is, what the actual <laughs> value is versus, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> then this is only really confusing at the gas station. So is this 80 cents or a dollar? Well, it's a business expense. So currently it's a dollar. <laughs> See, I mean, <laughs> we need digital this money. this has improved anything, taxes have. are confusing. Yes. Right. <laughs> I actually, I mean, it's, it was one of my so, biggest motivations and um, I, Ironically, actually, I probably would have been a good accountant. I loved learning about the tax system. I liked it. It was, it was, I found it interesting. You can do so much if you understand how it works. Um, Or at least it helps to be prepared as you, Mm -hmm. I mean, I just wouldn't be self-employed without it. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't have had the confidence. I would have been too scared of everything. Right, right. Because it removes a lot of the fear. Mm. Maybe you can answer this or maybe not, but. Why do we have tax brackets where there's a different percentage when it should, like, to in my head, it should just be consistent across the board, like a flat tax? That yeah, I mean, wouldn't that make it all fair? I'm sure there are a lot of complex answers here. Mm-hmm. I never have a problem sharing my opinion. <laughs> well, that's that's what we're wanting your opinion. <laughs> so I've got opinion too. But. Yeah, I would uh, love to hear yours first, so then I can <laughs> definitely hide behind it in case mine's dumb. Um, I mean, I think. I think the simple, like a flat tax, I'm kind of a proponent of that primarily because of the simplicity of it. I feel like there's so much, one, one end, I feel like there's so much wasted productivity on just trying to file your taxes. There's so much, I mean, it's a billion, multi-billion dollar industry just filing taxes, which is not producing anything. Mm-hmm. Like there's actually no production out of it. Mm-hmm. And so if it was simpler, that creativity and energy could be used to build something much more meaningful. Mm -hmm. That's one piece. The other piece is, yeah, I mean, if we actually are concerned with, so it means what you mean, depends on what you mean by fairness, right? If it is fair because everyone's paying similar percentages of their income. And so, um, and that way it's, it's good. And actually I think the simplicity of it is important too, because it's actually in all the complexity that allows um, that allows what people may say the wealthy or people to actually get to use the system. The people who have the knowledge and the capacity to use the system to get ahead do. And I don't blame them for do that. I mean, that's 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to leverage it as much as I can, mm-hmm. but there's part of me like, if it's simple, then it's more of an even playing field in that sense. Right. Right. And, then, and that's kind of what I mean by fair in terms of, uh, less room for corruption, I guess, or mm-hmm. workarounds or, you know, that would make people want to be more greedy, I suppose. Right. There's like, cause there's so many exceptions that are created for special interests. Like mm-hmm. there's literally an exception for like NASCAR owners, in order that relates to building like stadiums. There's really an, an exception for that. Like, and there's all sorts of those sort of oh, things. Oh, many. That's why and, it's like this big of a book. I mean, four over 400 million or f- over 4 million words. Yeah. That's where, it. so I, it's, what was it? Trump just said like, we're going to, I mean, he really yeah, did ax yeah, a so, ton of it. Right. Right. So it was a big, big reduction, which to your point, I think reduces Reduces uh, the corruption because it allows for. So now instead of it being this big, it's this big. (laughs) Easy read now. Yeah. Yeah. So I disagree and agree on many points. Um, Mostly around the idea that it would be, I feel as if it would be less fair. But as far as ordinary income goes, W 2 type wages, what we have is a system that says, if you make less money, well, you have to just make a certain amount to sustain and be alive and meet minimal needs. So we're going to tax you less. You have less capacity to cost share our national parks, our school system. But if you make more money, you have more ability to cost share. And in, and in reality, proportionate amount of our spending and tax dollars is spent on people who are paying less taxes. And if that makes sense. So our tax system, in my opinion, being a progressive tax system is good. Now where I really agree with you is way too complex. All these exceptions, exemptions. And I, I, I would love more of a flat tax like you're talking about, but I would still make it progressive. Can okay, I, if you can, don't make $20,000 a year, why tax you? Like, Can I why? tell you where I disagree with that? I would love to. Knowing nothing about taxes? Probably means you'll be the most right. <laughs> <laughs> because there are communities that don't tax as much, that don't have schools that are well-funded or even maybe up to standard, parks that aren't up to standard where the taxes could definitely help build those communities. Whereas it's kind of a snowball effect right now where – you know, the if you don't get taxed as much, then not enough is going to that community. And that's why we also have, you know, the big disparity between the super nice communities. Mm-hmm. So you're talking more of some of the... Yeah. The challenge with that, a lot of those are funded by either property tax or sales tax because cities are usually more... Casey is a little different because Kansas City, Missouri actually has an income tax as well. But most of that's funded through property tax. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's actually tax. a different tax um, lever because there's a lot of those. The more you have, it's like negotiating. The more you have the ability to tax in different ways, the more money that can be taxed without us realizing how much we're paying in taxes. Your property tax just gets taken out of your mortgage every month. Yeah. So property taxes, right. predominantly your major, hugest percentage is, is schools. And then you're going to get your parks. Uh, you know, property taxes will fund like new gyms like the community centers. Mm-hmm. So but that's not coming out of your pretty much for the most part, not coming out of your 
Uh, I guess this, okay. I don't actually know how much if the state gives like cities money. There's a certain amount of ignorance I have here as far as sure. where our income tax goes. and Which, I mean, okay, that's a fair uh, rebuttal, but then where do your I think wage taxes? I don't even think we rebuttaled. We just, <laughs> okay. all we did was say, well, that's not where ordinary, yeah. <laughs> ordinary income tax goes. Well, my point is where does the ordinary income tax go then? Because we're particularly that's the real question. We're particularly, particularly talking about federal and then state kind of piggies backs off of that, and so yeah. So we're starting with federal and where federal tax dollars go, mostly Medi- Medicare, Medicare, and Social Security, Security, military, and then a bunch of little stuff yeah. that those are probably heavy hitters. Uh, healthcare now, which so is mostly employing Medicaid, employing a bunch of people. To so what would happen if we everything? were to flip? where our income tax goes and where our property tax goes. Do you think there would be better living environments, better sustainability? I mean, I'm a huge proponent of more of our tax dollars going to our local, like, so it filters up rather than down. So we kind of have like almost like the, our system is almost the, you know, they used to have the trickle down theory, like, Oh, well we just make really rich people. And then the money trickles down. It's like, Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Can I be one of the rich guys? Mm-hmm. Like I'll trickle, I'll spend all my money so people can, you know, make money. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a weird theory to me. Always has been. Might work, yeah. might not. One but of the things I'm yeah. think our tax system is the same way. Let's right. give all of our money to the government and it filters back down. Right. It's really the trickle down theory to some extent. So I like the idea of your local government getting a much higher proportion than what it gets now, where you live, which is really what you're saying. I totally agree. And then the state gets even more and then the, and then the fed, you know, so really I'm going to start mm-hmm. local and then, then state, then fed. Cause we do want to all invest in the, the federal government. Uh, it's important. We're interested in that. Are we? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Protecting. I mean, sure. country, right? we, yeah, you do That's need people to protect thing. infrastructure. I mean, the, the federal government There's is a- the number one spinner on infrastructure. Like our highway systems, Railroad. I mean, a lot of this stuff, like without the federal government, wouldn't be maintained. Oh, thank you for the traffic. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I have You're a couple a of things that are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even uh, like nice streets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all the potholes that are taken care of. I mean, come on now. But no, on, in seriousness, choose, choose, choose your state line. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back to the snowball effect that I mentioned, whereas it kind of makes sense to me that the property tax uh, destination and the income tax destination are flipped because there's usually a snowball effect with property taxes, right? It either can go up or it can go down, but it doesn't flip flop very often. And so if it does, it's always extreme too. And it ruins neighborhoods. So, right. That's my point. And so with the economy, you know, getting better or getting worse, like you can, and minimum wages being ra- uh, raised, it makes sense that you would just use that tax to fund your community. That's just not how that works. Well, I understand that. Yeah. No, I, I you're agree wrong. with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's all I you're, wanted. You're That's wrong. Right. <laughs> uh, I like you. <laughs> well, it's actually interesting, going back to the history, is that the federal government was actually ran for the first 150 years through consumption tax primarily and tariffs. So the attacks on stuff coming to, to the U.S. from outside the borders and particularly consumption, particularly alcohol tax. There was a federal alcohol tax 
And so the reason, one of the reasons besides we had World War One is the main reason why we got yep. income tax, but the other one was prohibition, which also happened in that same, same period. Right. It's because the federal government lost a big source of income because it primarily was funded through alcohol tax. Right. So you're saying. So they had to figure the out another way to do it. Right. You can. Should have never stopped selling booze. <laughs> we would all have been, had a lot simpler April 15th. <laughs> But the whole reason it was prohibited taxes. is because people were pay, making money without paying taxes, right? No, that was a or weird. I'm not sure. hmm? No, that was over like a moral. Yeah, like, that was a big moral crusade. Okay, it so was like nobody post. believed. <clears throat> so my understanding, I think this is somebody else who told me about a Netflix documentary. So who knows what's true? But my understanding was that it actually like nobody believed it could be like prohibition could pass, and so nobody really tried to stop it. Nobody and then, like, in the a small yeah, group yeah. of people literally achieved it and then everybody's like well now what do we do and it actually started that prohibition movement in the major way started in kansas there yeah it's like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a group of i know we were ladies. huge yeah yeah well those jerks <laughs> yeah they were yeah, i actually didn't know that aspect about the i mean i just knew world war one mm-hmm. and like world wars but the thing general, is that created actually, a lot of tax burden yeah both of them yeah mm-hmm. and the thing is that it's actually unconstitutional it was a Supreme Court case in uh, 1894 that said, per the Constitution, which actually says the states or the federal government has the right to levy, uh, like a sales tax or consumption tax, but but it cannot um, levy specific tax is what I think is the term used, which means like you cannot identify for like specific people for specific reasons, and so they in, argued over how do you interpret this. But then the Supreme Court in 1894 said that it means that you can't have a national income tax. So they actually had to pass the 16th Amendment to the Constitution in 1914 to allow, therefore, the federal government to pass an income tax. Really? Yeah. They altered the Constitution for taxes. Yeah. I mean, our laws are constantly being altered and changed. Well, the thing is, with la- the last time, it was the 20s, the, the teens are early... The early uh, 20th century was crazy. There was so much additions to the constitution. Like we haven't had a constitutional amendment. I mean, that's definitely in our lifetimes, let alone. Right. That's why I'm baffled. Like these like parents lifetime. We don't change. This happens. <laughs> right. Like why is this happening? Yeah, so many times. Yeah, very clear reaction. Cause I was like, I wasn't sure. I was sitting there going like, have we had any other changes? No. <laughs> I mean, you had, I mean, they added, of course, before this was the immense, um, the, so it was freeing the 13th amendment, freeing yeah. slaves. And then there was giving them the right to vote. Yep. Then you had, don't well, took then, a little while to enforce, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you had, of course the, the income tax one, you had women's women's say women's rights, uh, women's uh, ability to vote mm-hmm. suffrage. And there was, I mean, there's been a couple other ones I can't off the top of my head, but then there hasn't been anything like, cause it, it takes, it's not, it's not just a legislative process. They have to pass it in the two in the Senate and the Congress. And then they have to get, two thirds of all the state's congresses to agree to adopt it. Mm-hmm. So it's not an easy process. And it, the big push was because they felt like the, the rich weren't paying their fair share. Like that's what it, cause they, the original one was like anything over $3,000, which was equal to oh. about a hundred thousand dollars today. Yeah. That's going to say was 1% anything above that. And then it went up to 1%? seven and then it went up to seven, but in less than 20 years, it was up to 90. So after that, Calvin Coolidge came in in the twenties and cut that 90% tax rate down to 25%. And some say that's a real big reason why we had the roaring twenties. Can we play a quick hypothetical? Sure. What would happen if they left the tax at 90%? 
Would that just leave no wealthy bracket and just like everybody kind of equal at that point? No, because your hundred millionaire is still going to have ten million dollars. Oh, okay. Your hundred thousand dollar person only has ten thousand dollars to spend. And and probably the thing is with the ultra wealthy, if you tax them too much, they leave. Yeah, because other countries are happy to see them. them. They fly on their private jet and get out of there. That's what happened to France not too long ago because they had a a um, kind of a heavily socialist president come in and he actually, that's what he was coming in, like a 70% wealth tax. And literally, I mean, all the wealthy people left. I mean, they could come and visit whenever they wanted to mm-hmm. on their private jets or whatever. Just take their money with them. Take their money with them. We know where they'll be in the future on Mars or the moon. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, Mars <laughs> sucks to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> so the, but that's actually even with the U S that's part of um, the big debate with uh, corporate tax rates and, and, um, Technically, Trump lowering them, but we were so much higher than the other countries that companies just took their money overseas. Like, hey, you're charging 35%. The rest of the world's more like 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apple's, their headquarters are legally in Ireland. Yep. Really? Yeah. It has a 13% uh, income tax rate. Well, mm-hmm. they had a 13%. Right, I think probably. they also got hit with some, the EU, I think, made oh, them pay yeah. more taxes That's in right. the end. So, That's right. I forgot about that. Are they coming back here now? Uh, I think a decent amount of money came back and they're building part of some of this negotiation. I'm sure that was done behind doors. Mm -hmm. Like they're building more stuff here. It's not like they're just coming back, but. No, I'm um, talking about the legal headquarters. They weren't building iPhones in in Ireland. Oh yeah, of course not. (laughs) The back of the iPhone needs to say made in California, but. Design in California. Design in California. (laughs) But legally from Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Though as if the the U.S. did have like a 90% tax bracket, which there's a lot of countries that have really high taxes, but what that does in those countries, like I have, you know, friends from different, I won't name the countries, but particularly, um, the countries that are like that, it's actually how people pay their taxes. They go to the tax man and they bribe the tax man and he writes that, Oh, they actually made half as much as they they did. So they pay less in taxes and what their, their bribe and the taxes they actually end up paying is less than they would have paid. So yeah, it you're talking huge about black market countries, yeah, where it's very high tax rates. So that's where like taxes done improperly really promote corruption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So high taxes or complex taxes, or yeah. you know. it's hard to enforce it. Like when you're trying to collect so much that people, I mean, the more you try to collect, the harder it is going to be to enforce because the more people will fight it. Yeah, it's the cost, right? The people make irrational decisions. Like if you have a low tax amount, it's the risk is not worth the reward. Yeah, but the higher the taxes get, it's the more the reward is to, to, to be worth taking. Yeah, I the mean, risk. I, I mean, I wouldn't even care if the IRS did hear me say it. I've totally made those decisions. All right, oh, I miscalculated this. I should have paid a dollar more, maybe in taxes. Maybe it was ten dollars is like a high one I found once, and it's like, well, this is going to take like ten hours, and maybe even pay an accountant to help me refile some forms that might cost me one hundred fifty dollars to go give a dollar to somebody. It's like I'm just going to go drop a dollar in a charity jar somewhere. Like, <laughs> Thank you for listening or watching. It's just money. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If so, please subscribe so you don't miss out. Also, leave us a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, please comment below. But remember, it's just money. <laughs>